Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Make our confession of faith together. Hallelujah. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Can you put a praise in this atmosphere this morning? Put a praise online that you're ready to receive. Come on, open your mouth and put worship, put praise in the building and online like you're ready to receive. Act like God's about to reshape you. Act like God's about to break some stuff off of you that you've carried in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your middle section. Where is your praise? Don't sit there and look at me. Put a praise in the atmosphere. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, I need you to praise God like he's about to shake some baggage off. Like he's about to shake some weight off of you. Like he's about to shake some issues off of you. Hallelujah. Come on, say, Lord, reshape me. In Jesus' name. Now I need you to make sure you're in a reshaping section. Look at somebody next to you and say, this is the reshaping section. Say, if you're not going to go with me, can you go sit somewhere else? Because this is the reshaping section. Come on, you two. You ain't going to recognize yourself. In 35 minutes, you're not even going to recognize who you are. In 35 minutes, you're not going to recognize who you are. Come on, tell them one more time. Say, reshape me, God. 
Yes. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. This series is Daddy Issues. What are we doing? We're revealing then healing the issues that have been embedded in your individuality so that God can reshape us. Hear me. My assignment is to make sure that by the first half of this uh, month, which today is the second Sunday, but by the first half of this month, watch me, that the old you is gone. I'll say it over here. My assignment is to make sure that by the first half of this month that the old you is gone. I'm going to try y'all. Let's see what we got. My assignment by the first half of this month is to make sure that the old you has been broken and is gone. Why? Because the second half, we're going to spin that where God is reshaping us. And why does he want to do that? Jeremiah 18 and 4 says this. He reworked it. Somebody say, I'm the it. He reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. You and I, we are all on the potter's wheel, and God is the potter. Here's what's interesting. The potter does not consult the clay about what he makes the clay into. You just have to trust that what he's making you into is better than what you could ever make yourself into. I don't know about you, but there's a lot of people who trust themselves. Watch me. I learned a long time ago. It's not good for me to trust me. It's good for me to trust him because I'll make myself into something that's lesser than what he wants me to be made into. I'll settle for less than what God has ordained for me to be. And I think you're sitting next to somebody that's not a settler. I, I think you're on chat with somebody that is not a settler. We are all pieces of clay that are being reworked into something else. See, this can't carry anything. It's just a weight. And for some of you, this is how your life feels. It's a weight. You can't quite carry anything. You don't quite get what you want. You can't produce. That's because you don't have the ability to remake and reshape yourself. It takes God to be able to turn you into something. Watch me. That's a vessel. See, this can't carry anything, but this can carry something. This can't get much done, but this can get much done. Watch me. Somebody say, he's reworking me into another vessel which means the me you see today is not the me that you're going to see by the halfway point of this month why i'm becoming another vessel the you you were in the first six will not be the you that you are in the next six what if i told you up until this point of your life whoever you've been scratch that because god's reshaping you into I feel bad for the people that thought that it was over for you. No, he's about to reshape me. I feel bad for the people that thought that your mistakes disqualified you. No, he's about to reshape you. Somebody say it again. He's reshaping me. This series, I've made it very clear, and I want to make it unambiguous. Hear me. It's not a dad-bashing nor man-bashing series, nor is this series just for those with contentious or non-existent paternal relationships. I've showed you with King David and King Solomon that both of them have their fathers in their life, and they still had daddy issues. And the fact is, all of us have known or hidden daddy issues. I taught you that last Sunday. Why? Because of how we were Shaping. Shaping is this old English word that you see appear in the King James Version of the Scripture. In Psalm 51.5, this is David speaking after David has made a horrible mistake. He is now laid with Bathsheba, who is the wife of one of his mighty men, one of the men that fights for him. He's not just one of his mighty men. He's his most loyal, too. And he has made a horrible, horrible decision, just like we all have. I'm so glad that your last horrible decision wasn't the end of you. 
See, some of y'all are fronting and pretending like you haven't made some horrible decisions. Watch me. Uh, uh, for those of us that can be real, though, we have made some horrible decisions that when we look back, we can say, thank God for his grace and thank God for his mercy because what should have been my end was my beginning. What should have been my valley set me up for victory. What should have taken me out is what set me up. So watch what David says. He says, behold, in other words, look at me. Pay attention in 915. Whatever you behold, you become. Whatever you look at, you will eventually become a mirror image of. Listen, it says, look at me. I was shaping. Shaping means this happened over time. This didn't happen overnight. This wasn't simply because of one traumatic experience. Listen to me. A lot of times people say that one thing changed me. The truth is it was several things that were in the process of shaping and changing you. That one thing may have been the thing to push you over the edge, but pay attention. You were in a process of being shaped over time. And how does he say he was shaping? The same way all of us were shaping in iniquity. Everybody say iniquity. Now, three types of sin in the Bible. You should know this good now. The first is sin, which means to miss the mark. It means it's an archery term, which means I was shooting to get the bulls out, but I missed it. I made a mistake. That is called sin. Second type of sin is transgression. That is to willfully deviate from what you know to be right. If I say, do not touch this green crown royal bag that they got set up, and here is a prop, and then you walk up on the stage and say, I just need to have a little swig, Bishop. I just wanted to see if it was the real thing or whether or not y'all just had color water in there. You have now just what? Transgressed. You knew not to do it, and you did it anyhow. Watch me. This is called deliberately uh, deliberate disobedience. Let me see if I can borrow a line from Lion King. Uh, when uh, Simba had went out and messed over in that elephant graveyard, after Mufasa told him not to, Mufasa looked at him and said, you deliberately disobeyed me. And for somebody watching me today, you have a history of deliberate disobedience because you told God, I'm grown and I'm going to do what I want to do. I feel like I want to do it and I'm going to do it. Watch me. Who can be grateful that even when you were wilding out, and maybe some of y'all are still wilding out. But I got good news for you. There's no place too wild you can go where the blood of Jesus cannot flow. I need you to say thank God for forgiving me for wilding out. That's transgression. You knew not to do it. You did it anyhow. You told God you big, you bad, you grown. So you did your own thing. Be, be, be careful when you're in that place in life. It's a very dangerous place to be. Because transgression, watch me, is going to transport you to a place in life you do not want to live. The third and final type of sin that appears in the scripture is referred to uh, in Psalm 51.5. It is iniquity. It is error that is passed down and around. It's passed down and around. How's it passed? That means it's in the bloodline. And then what? Around. This means you can be shaped by people who are around you. Look at me. I've discovered that many people who think they're influencing are actually being influenced. See, a lot of people, you will get in these circles where you're the apex, where you're the top dog, and, and you're, the, you're the smartest one in the circle, which tells you that there's a problem with the circle because you become the lead to the group. If the people around you can't challenge you to be better, you don't have a circle, you have a cage. But what I've discovered is that many times you'll think you're the one that's influencing them, and it is very possible that they're the ones that are influencing you, and you do not even know that they're passing something over to you. They're passing, it's like the game telephone. Anybody remember the game telephone? You start out with the message, and then you pass the message around, but by the time the message gets to the last person, watch me, the message is iniquitous. 
You missed it. There's a lot of error in it. See, I started out by telling you uh, 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 cupcakes after the 915. Watch me. And then by the time it gets to the last person, you're talking about swimming party at Waterworld next Friday. Watch me. This is the same way, pay attention, that your life has been. There are things that have been passed down, and there are things that have been passed around. And by the time it got to you, it was full of error. It was full of, watch me, of things that would not profit and would not benefit you. And that ended up shaping you. And because you're sitting around people who look similarly shaped, you think it's right. Because you're around a bunch of other battle axe women, you think that's right. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to I'm going to preach hard now. Because you're around a bunch of other weak men, you think that that's right. Because you're around a bunch of other people who don't handle their business, you'll think that that's right. But what if you were the one that's supposed to reshape? What if you were the one that's supposed to be the curse breaker? What if you're the one that's supposed to be the interruption to the dysfunction? Can I tell you? It's not a what if, but you are. Can I get you to lift your hands and worship God that you are the interruption? Go. Come on, say, I'm the interruption. I. Look at me. We have been shaped by things that we've seen. We've been shaped by things that we've seen. How you grew up, the group of people you were around, the friends that you had. Some of who you've been shaped to be has to do with the peers that you had as a child. The things you like have to do uh, with the peers you had as a child, where you like to go, where you like to eat, how you like to sit, how you like to talk, how you like to walk. You say that's you, but you've been shaping to be that way. Well, watch me, watch me. Uh, look at this. And what's practiced as a child becomes normal as a teen and permanent as an adult. This is why to every parent, this is why the Bible calls children the Lord's inheritance, which means you cannot raise them according, watch me, to how you were raised. I'm not knocking it to say it was bad because they did the best that they could. But watch me. But, but pay attention. But what if you were supposed to be the one that got the iniquity out of the bloodline? What if you were supposed to be the one that says, listen, listen, uh, uh, I know this is the way it was done then. But watch me. But the word says this is the way that we got to make that happen. I, I know that this was okay then, but this is not okay now. Watch me. We live in a whole new generation of parenting where parents want to be their kids' friends instead of their kids' leader. And then consequently, you wonder why they disrespect you. Why? Because they, they don't owe respect to their equal. It's quiet, but I'm right. So what's practiced as a child becomes normal as a teen, then it becomes permanent as an adult. Who a person is as a teenager is when they are literally the most moldable. This is why in culture, there's so many messages that are sent to our teenagers, why? To mold them and to shape them a certain way. To think that, well, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this, you can do that, you can do this, you can do that, you can do that, I gotta find my own truth. Baby, you 13, you don't have your own truth yet. The truth you have, watch me, you got to be like Joshua. I need some of you parents to stop being so passive. You got to be like Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And some of you say, well, Bishop, they grown. Well, when they come in my house, don't come in here with that mess. When you call on my phone, don't call me with that mess. But I'm not going to talk, but I'm going to preach hard. Preach, Bishop. I will. Watch me. You got to have an authoritative attitude that says, I am responsible for making sure that you're the curse breaker. And if you choose not to be, it won't be because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I need you to touch somebody on the soul and say, you're the curse breaker. 
We're shaping by what we've seen. If you like to fight, if you like to fight everybody, that's because that's what you saw. You saw that the way your mother and father resolved things was to cuss one another out and to fight. And so now if you have a relationship where there's not fighting, you'll say something's wrong. Now if you have a marriage where there's not a bunch of hollering and cussing and calling this one, this, that, and the other, you'll say something's wrong. You were shaping. You were shaping the things you like to do. See, the way you handle money, this was shaping by how you were literally what you saw. So if you saw your mom and them running from bill payers, then you think that's the way it's supposed to be, or bill collectors, excuse me, that's the way it's supposed to be. If you saw your parents, watch me, be cheap and not spend money on anything, it explains to us why you're cheap and won't spend money on anything. You want something from God, but don't want to release anything to God. Y'all ain't going to talk. I'm doing the best I can. If you don't take care of your car, because you saw that, that's what you saw. You saw that you just ride that thing until that thing falls off and apart, and you sitting there, you got, you got extension cords hanging things together and keeping things. If you saw that, that's how you often manage things today. The hobbies that you like. Do you like to go fishing? No, you don't like to go fishing because you were never taking fishing. Whatever you like, you were shaping. Do you have addictive behaviors? Is it? And every time life gets difficult for you, you reach for a substance in order to cope. It could be because you saw that that way. So you saw daddy reach for a beer when he needed to get comfort. And so in your mind, you think that's the only way to get comfort. Now realizing maybe you're the one that's supposed to say, you know what? I could reach for that, but instead I choose to get spiritual instead of natural and carnal. I'm not judging nobody. I'm just trying to show you how you've been shaped. We've been shaped by things that we have seen. But you ready for where it gets deep? I said, are you ready for what's get deep? But you're also shaping by what you've not seen. But it's spiritually passed down and around. We said, what do you mean? Numbers 14, 18 says this. The Lord is slow to anger. Now, that's good news. Because some of us ain't that slow. Come on, can I? All right. I pray you're not sitting next to an emotional person that the moment something angers them, they go from zero to 100 and they start shooting and asking questions later. I, if you know you used to be that type of person, say, reshape me, God. I, some of y'all, you don't get, you don't have no emotion about anything, which conveys to people around you that you care about nothing. Anything that you care about, there ought to be some level of passion about it. Some of you are emotionally ambiguous. We don't know how you feel, what you feel. You ready? Pay attention. The Lord is slow to anger. Say slow to anger. That's good news. <laughs> That's good news. Because how many of us can tell the truth? We've done some things that, that have... You ever had to say thank you, Jesus, because you're like, Lord, I would have handled me rougher than how you did. This is why the old school church used to say, he's been better to me than I've been to myself. Because I would have probably cut me off, Ooh, but you kept me. I would have probably thrown me away, but you kept me. I just need to check the building and check online. Is there anybody grateful that he did not get angry with you quickly? Hallelujah. But he abounds in steadfast love. What does that mean, mercy? Mercy is when God blocks negative things that you, we do deserve. Grace is when God gives us good things we do not deserve. So both of us, all of us, we are here because of both of those. Grace and mercy and grace and mercy and grace and 
mercy, and here we go. He abounds in steadfast love. God is like, I just keep on dealing mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. When I should have let you die in that hospital bed. Mercy, mercy, mercy. When I should have let that relationship wipe you all the way out. Because I told you not to mess with that mark in the first place. Mercy, mercy, mercy. This 915, I don't know what's going on with the energy, but that's okay. Let me just preach to my digital people. Watch me, watch me. When I should have let you lose everything. Mercy, mercy, mercy. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for his mercy. I know you think it's because of your good planning, because of your good education, because of your business degree, because of where you went to school, because of who you know, because of your business. It ain't because of none of that. You're not that good at it if you want the truth. None of us are. Somebody say, it's because of his mercy. <laughs> I know you think it's because of how fine you are. Come here. So my digital people need to hear what he said. I said, I know you think it's because of how fine you are. He going to say, and I am fine. Come on, go on. Give, give, give me some model music. Come on in. Come on, come on. Give, give me some. Give me some. Look at the person next to you and say, you look amazing. Come on, speak. Well. <laughs> Guys, you got to have fun in church. You got to have fun in church. Watch me. It's because of his mercy. It's because of his mercy. I know you got good hookups. Holler if you hear me. Ah. But it's because of his mercy. I know you're very erudite. Some of y'all like, mm-hmm, I do like the air, Bishop. I do like that. E-R-U-D-I-T-E. -E. That means very smart. But it's because of his mercy. I know that you can negotiate well and you can sell ice to Eskimos and make them think they got a good deal. But it's because of his mercy. The Lord is slow to anger. He's patient. And he's, he abounds in steadfast love. He's merciful. So he is patient and he's merciful. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. Remember I taught you these. God says, I will forgive you. Watch the latter part of the verse. But I don't clear the guilt. Now this is important because some of us, watch me. When we think of forgiveness, here's how we think of it. Forgive and forgive. And the Bible says he throws all of our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. But pay attention to the verse. The verse says, I will forgive you, but there's something you set in motion that I didn't start it, so I'm not finishing it. Because you put it into motion, you're going to have to be the one to finish it. Watch me. For some of you, you didn't put it into motion. Watch the next part of the verse. The next part of the verse says, I will visit the iniquity of the fathers. Next verse, to the third and fourth generation. So let's back it up so I can teach it to you. 
visiting. He says, he says, listen, he says, what has been set into motion is going to visit. Say visit. He says, all of the previous generations, their iniquities, error and sin that's passed down and around. Watch me. It has a legal right to remain in the bloodline, to remain in the generations to the third and fourth generation unless there's a you. That word visiting is interesting because visit, visit, think of a visitor. You ever had somebody show up at your house and they didn't call? And so when they, when they catch you, you are not prepared. You know, you have, you know, because you, you're at your house, you know. So you're just walking around, just... I don't like the way some of y'all looking at me like you don't. You know you don't be sitting in your house fully dressed, ready to go. You just be out. I'm at home. <laughs> I'm comfortable. You ready? <laughs> okay, let's move on. Here's what that word visits means. So it means, watch me, they give you that police knock at the door. That sound is still over here. That's a flimsy door. I like that door. They knock at the door. I'm not prepared for you. And whenever you're not prepared for, you ready? That means it has an opportunity to catch you off guard. It's the same way these things work, is that no one prepared you for it. So it catches you off guard. The word visits there means pastor you. Shut your mouth. It literally is the same Hebrew word, pakad, which means to be a pastor to you. So the Bible says the iniquity of the fathers will visit, will pastor to the third and fourth generations, which means while you think you've grown, you're really, watch me, a puppet. You're a puppet by something that's pastoring you. You'll say, I just am finally coming into my own. No, boo, you're being puppeted. It means to pastor you. It means to preach to you, which means every time you get ready to do something, watch me. Even though you hear the word, watch me, the generational curse will preach to you loudest. It'll try to teach you. It will try to lead you. It will incorrectly correct you. It will give you a charge to do something. It will oversee you. It will care for you. Shut your mouth. Which means this is, explains why sometimes we run to what's wrong even though we know what right is. Because watch me, because what's wrong seems to care for us. It means it will deposit into you. And this last definition is really interesting. It's intriguing to me. It means it will, watch me, go see you. So let me see if we can break the verse down. Back it up. Let me break this verse down for you. Back it up, please. The Lord is slow to anger. Say patient. patient. And abounding in steadfast love. Say merciful. Forgiving iniquity and transgression. Say, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Say, but something, something. Is, set is set into motion. It's a rolling, it's a rolling. stone. stone. <laughs> Next part of the verse. Visiting. Which means it's going to pastor you. This is why some folks can come to church and you got notebooks full of notes. You got Podca your podcast is on 
you got every episode and still won't change and still won't do right. Why? Because it's the thing that preaches to you, teaches you, leads you, and it'll incorrectly correct you. You'll do right and it'll tell you you did wrong. It'll give you a charge. It'll oversee you, care for you, deposit, and go see you. The iniquity of the fathers. What does this mean? The previous generation. So this is bigger than a daddy issue. This is the anybody issue. On the children. On the children. Uh, on the children. You, you, you get it. You, you get it. It'll roll on you. And because nobody taught you to be prepared for it, when it rolls on to you, you'll think you're responsible for carrying it. To the third and fourth generation. Y'all still with me? How we were shaping impacts the who, what, where, when, and how we select. Listen to this. In 1972, the Temptations recorded the song, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Now, the intro in the song goes on for 45 minutes. That'd be my whole message time. I ain't got that long, but. <laughs> 45 minutes later, they still on the intro. <laughs> you ready? Look at me, 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 look at me. It's based on an old proverb that says, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Translation, Bishop. It's a man that wouldn't settle down, even if he had a wife and kids. Translation, translation, translation. Something was rolled on to him that he rolled on to them that they roll on after them until somebody stops the rolling. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, I'm the interruption. 9.15, I would believe you if you said it in a way that was believable. Say, I'm the interruption. That sounds like you believe that thing. L listen to these words, because the lyrics of this song illustrate some of the principles of the message. Listen to this, and I had to cut a few of them out just for the sake of time, because again, you had that 45-minute intro. They don't make songs like that no more. Now, within the first three seconds, they in, they in the verse. You ready? Look what it says. I never got a chance to see him. Never heard nothing but bad things about him. Watch me. Mama, I'm dependent on you to tell me the truth. Now, this is so deep that I don't know that I have time to go through each of the lyrics to teach it. But, but pay attention. Watch me. Go back, please. Pay attention. It says, I never got a chance to see him. What's interesting, though, is that even though you didn't see him, you were still shaped by him. Because this thing is spiritual. Y'all better talk. It's passed down and around. The opening chapter of Sins of the Fathers begins with a story about a man that never met his father, yet he was exactly like him. You ready? Are y'all ready? He says, never heard nothing but bad things about him. He says, the only things I've ever heard have been negative. And then watch what he says. Mama, I'm dependent on you to tell me the truth. It's very interesting because anytime you're depending on somebody else to tell you about somebody else, they will often filter how you see them. 
And what's interesting about this is that you've got a dichotomous experience because you have some people on one side that, that, that want to hear another person's experience. you got some people on one side that say, I know you said they ain't nothing but trash, but I want to experience the trash for myself. Be careful that you think you're the exemption. Next part, let's go. It says, this is what the mama say. And I need y'all to sing it like the chorus. You ready? One, two, three, go. We're just going to go into the second word. Y'all got it. Okay, y'all got it. I got it. I got it. Got it. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. She said, she said, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't handle his responsibilities. So whatever he felt like being today, that's what he's going to be. Could it be that some of your lack of focus is because of what's been rolled onto you? See, see, he want to do this today. Then he don't want to do that no more. Now he's now, now he going uh, he to start a fishing business. Uh, that, that didn't go out too well. Now he want to be a musician. And that didn't go too well. And watch me, that, that didn't go too well. Now, now he's going to start a liquor store. And that didn't go too well because you can't get drunk off your own supply. You, and so now he wants to be in his kid's life, but he want to be equal to his kids. I'm doing the best I can. You ready? Look at the next part. Next part says, next part says, is it true what they say that Papa never worked a day in his life? And watch me. She says, well, look, we well, had three outside children and another wife. And that ain't right. You ready? Now, now pay attention. Pay attention, pay attention. As we're going through these lyrics, some of you all are seeing people in your mind. Images of individuals are popping in your mind. Well, watch me, and I don't need you to get stuck there because my assignment today is to make sure that, you, you, you get that we break the old shape today. See, some of you say, I'm just not the, this type. Well, could it be that's because of what you've seen and what you've not seen that has rolled onto you? Listen to the next part. Next part says, I heard Papa was doing some storefront preaching, talking about saving souls all the time, leeching, dealing in dirt, and stealing in the name of the Lord. So he, he, didn't, do, he didn't do his right, but he wanted to have everybody else get theirs right. It's amazing how much, how much wisdom you want to give to people you don't follow yourself. Y'all ain't going to talk to me? Y'all ain't going to talk to me? It's amazing how you want to get everybody else's kids together, but you got Freddy Krueger, Michael, and Jason at your house. Ready? Next part. It says this. I heard Papa called himself a jack of all trades. Tell me, is that what sent Papa to an early grave? So wait a minute. Now we see that Papa, watch me, not only will he not focus, watch me, but now we see that his finish is too early. That he never lives out a full life. You ready? Because he's a rolling stone. You ready? Papa, uh, folks say Papa would beg, borrow, and steal to pay his bills. Next part. Look at me. Folks say Papa, Papa was never much on thinking. Spent most of his time chasing women. And drinking. 
And once again, we can see he been drinking because this bottle is not full. That's me. You ready? Could it be, can I go deep, 915? Let me go deep. Could it be that because men were created outside of the garden, then placed into the garden, Eden means land of voluptuous loving, voluptuous living. So Adam uh, was formed outside of the garden. Adam was formed in the wild, which means Adam was formed with the nature to dominate, to build, to subdue, pay attention, then placed in Eden. Could he have believed that his way of fulfilling his masculine responsibility and his masculine duty was that he had to chase women and drink because that gave him a sense of superiority, control, and domination? It's quiet in the building. Uh, she says, that's all he spent his time on. And when we look at this man, how many of you, when you think of this man, you're like, mm-mm-mm. Y'all are lying. But you, you, when you think of this song, you're like, I can't believe that. That's just so awful. How could you do that? How many of you made you think of somebody? Maybe even not a man. Because some women are rolling stonettes. And she drives in her Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> Look, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Here's the question. Say, what's the question, Bishop? Why was he a rolling stone? What rolled onto him that he rolled onto them? You spend the majority of your life Rolling other people's stones. Y'all not going to talk to me. You spend the majority of your life rolling other people's stones. What rolled on him? Question. What rolled on you? That impacts what you do and you don't even know it. You rolling issues from people you've never met and you got insecurities from people you've never met and it's difficult to lift something when you don't even know where it came from I, it, it, it's difficult to deal with things because for some of you if somebody says why are you like this you'd say I, I honestly don't even know I just know that every day I'm lifting something come over here cameraman I'm lifting something that's difficult I'm lifting something that's watch me and see you have the benefit of seeing me do it on camera but nobody has the benefit of seeing you struggle with it at home What has rolled on you that impacts what you do and you do not know it? What if daddy issues you didn't know rolled on you and were secretly stealing from you? Some of you wonder why you're so tired. It ain't got nothing to do. Your, your thyroid is good. Your blood is good. Your sugar's good. You eat healthy. You do your little workout and all this. That. And why am I so tired? Could it be? Because you're rolling. Three to four generations of stones. Could it be that you are rolling other people's issues? You say, I'm just super emotional. No, your grandmama was super emotional. You carrying her mess. Oh, this is, I just, we don't see things through. No, the truth is you want to see things through. You, 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 you just watch me. You have something that's been passed down that gives you a way out when you need a way through. Mm-hmm.
I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself. Say, but I am the interruption. Come on, 915, we got to go. Say it again. Say, but I am the interruption. What if daddy issues you didn't know rolled on you were secretly stealing from you? What do you mean secretly stealing from me? See, you're using all your energy to roll these stones. I want you to pay attention to, to what's actually happened. I didn't really make progress. I just moved them over here. See, some of you, here's what you do. You move your stones, watch me, and you move them with your new relationship. But what you didn't check, now I ain't even going to get this one here. You get this here. Come help him. Come on, you told the saints you're fine. Now show them how strong you are. Come on. Now don't hurt your back because I do not have time for a healing line today. Oh, it looks heavy. You ready? Listen, we're getting married. We love one another. But you didn't do the work to prepare. Drop it. You ready? So now all we got, welcome to the Stone family. Because you didn't brought your mess. They didn't brought their mess. And now, oh, 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 oh. And now y'all got other people in your business who brought their mess. And so now all we got, watch me, is the Flintstones. That's all we got. That's all we got. And you can't, you frustrated with them. They frustrated with you. Both of y'all running to people who don't know what they doing trying to get counsel from them. Because... You just rolled your stone. Oh, I know. Listen, I ain't doing a relationship right now. I'm doing business. But you brought your stones into business. See, there are five areas that are affected and most of us don't know. Number one, how you handle anger. How you handle anger. It, it, it can be something that was rolled onto you. How many of you be honest that sometimes when you get angry, you, you turn into a you and you're like, who is this? Okay, see, okay and the rest of y'all lying. Bishop, no, when I get angry, I go in the spirit. That's what they call it. Oh, I didn't know, you know. I needed to go to Urban Dictionary. I didn't know that's what it's called. <laughs> Going up in the spirit. Got it. Hey, How you handle anger? Some of you shut down. And now we got we to gotta, we gotta, we, we gotta ask the Holy Ghost to figure out what's wrong with you. Lord, please tell us what's wrong with her so she can fix her face. <laughs> Lord, please tell me what's wrong with him because he's been moody all day, sighing. <clears throat> with his overly emotional, want to be strong self. How you handle business is, 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 is can be, is, can be. Is can be. <laughs> See, the way you handle business don't even make sense. Because you put in words like is can be together. It really doesn't even make sense to you why you don't handle things because you had hours and hours and hours. You could have got your credit together hours and hours and hours ago. You could have got them bills paid hours and hours and hours ago. Instead, you on the phone negotiating late fee removals. Because you refuse to make a list. Because you refuse to handle business. The Bible says in business be men. You want to handle business like a little boy. Like a little girl. Number three, 
the way you handle change. If something happens I'm not comfortable with, wait a minute, wait a minute. It is too much going on. There's too many people in the kitchen. What is going on? The way you handle change. Don't let somebody be in your seat when you walk in here. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Now, this is where I sit. You must be new. You must have not been here from before coronavirus. I know things have changed. Things are different. This is where I sit right here. Okay, I can see what I'm going to have to do next time. Let me just, okay. We don't. I'm sitting right there. Can I get one of the ambassadors? Just so y'all know, when people come in here, that's my seat. The way you handle change. Change, change scares you because you are not in control of change. You're not in control of it. Num number four, how do you handle disappointments? This is often rolled onto you by something you've seen or something spiritual. For some, you watch people when they have disappointments, they don't get up and keep fighting. You watch them go medicate the disappointment. You watch them say, you know what? I didn't get the job. I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get what I prayed for. Now, don't y'all misput this on social media. Matter of fact, I'm not doing it. You come do it. I already know some of these trolls on social media, what they going to try to do. I got you. He going to do it. <laughs> oh, but yo, watch me, watch me. But you never do it alone. You get a buddy. Ooh, it's going to be a Friday. It's, it, watch, watch me, it's a friend's night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can drop your kids off at your mama house. Listen, you... Oh, listen, we, we, we finished. <laughs> as far as I can see. Stop, 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 stop. This is the 915. These people do not know this type of music. What's going on at this 915? Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Tell somebody next to say, have fun in church. How do you handle disappointments? How do you handle when you don't get what you want? How do you handle when you're frustrated? How do you handle when you're angry? It's all been shaped. Here's the last one. You ready? Your emotions. Your emotions. Ooh-wee. When you get emotional, you go all the way up. You say stuff about things we thought you'd forgotten about. You will go back and visit stuff from years ago. You'll start talking about stuff from 94. See, this is why I don't even like what you did. You're talking about Darlene, that happened in 94. 
But I'm just bringing it up as a point of reference. No, boo, you haven't forgiven. That's the truth. We handle anger. A, business. B, C, change. Disappointments. D, emotions. E, A, B, C, D, E. It's all shaped for you. For you. Worst thing you could do is get around other people who roll lay stones and y'all roll your stones together and now you got a group full of rolling stones. And now you feel good about being a rolling stone because you got somebody to co-sign on it. You got somebody to say, I would have did it the same way. Have you noticed you don't have no fruit? Oh, my God. You get around a friend, man, I would have handled it the same way. Have you noticed he has no fruit? Do not ever consult the cursed about how to be blessed. Don't ask the fruitless how to have fruit. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but I am the interruption. Say, I am the interruption. Say, it all stops with me. It all ends with me. How many can be honest that just from this short, because I got to go, this short, this short breakdown of issues that could have rolled on you that have secretly stolen from you. How many can be honest that you can say, I can see some stuff. I, I, can, I, I can see some things. Come on, let's be honest. Online, do the hand wave emoji. If you can't see nothing, then that means the stone is literally on your chest. And the only reason you can't see it is because the stone's so big, it's literally <gasps> taking a breath up out of you. You ready? But the Bible makes a promise about what happens when you find things that have been secretly stealing from you. Come on, y'all. We got to go. I got, I, got, I got two minutes. Can I get you to touch somebody on the soda say, but there's a promise about what happens when you find something that's been secretly stealing from you. Say, you found it today. There was a stone that was rolling. Tell them, say, but you're about to stop the stone. Oh, my God. Come on, 915. Say, I'm stopping the stone. Come on, say it like today. God's about to reshape you. Say, I'm stopping the stone. Ah, uh, you were not just sent to pay bills and die, but you were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Somebody say, I stopped the stone. And there's a prize for it. Look at me, look at me, look at me. There is an old Greek mythological story about how, um, y'all remember Trix the cereal? He was called Trix because he played tricks. While I'm on the topic, when you find tricks, don't let them play their tricks so that you don't remain a trick, okay? Look at somebody, say, I got too much life to live. And then the fool with tricks. So here, shot town, shot town, shot town, shot town, shot town. Here, here is, here is, here is the old Greek mythological story. Is that there was someone named Sisyphus. And that he was literally punished by having to roll a stone up a hill. 
year after year after year, moment after moment after moment, to only watch the stone roll back down and have to repeat the same cycle over again. This is where you get the uh, rabbit tricks, which is literally an adaptation from that Greek mythological story. Pay attention. For some of you, you have gone through years of your life rolling the stone, thinking this is just the way life is. Thinking this is just the way it's going to be for me. To only watch the stone roll all the way back down and you have to repeat that cycle over again. Here's my assignment, and I need you to make sure I get an A-plus with God for my assignment. Please say, but that ends now. I... You're not going to have cycles and circles the second half of 2022. Please say that thing with authority. Say, that ends now. Here's what the Bible says, Proverbs 6 and 30. We out. The Bible says, if you figure out what's been stealing... He says, do not despise a thief. A thief is different than a robber. A robber does it openly. A thief does it in secret. Daddy issues will steal from you in secret because you will swear at something else. You will swear at something else. And you don't even know that it's stealing from you. Your insecurities. Your feeling of a telephobia, not feeling good enough. Thinking that it's everybody else but you. Thinking that you have to protect yourself because your daddy never protected you. Ready? He says, if you figure out who's been stealing in secret, somebody say, I just found out. Look at the next part. It says, if you catch them, catch there in Hebrew means solve the riddle. If you remember tricks, is that he would have these riddles and they'd have these riddles. Oh, if you remember the TV commercial, that's me. If you solve the riddle, in other words, if you figure out what's been creating the rolling stone. If you figure that out, listen, 915, we got to go. Here's what's going to have to happen. You get what's called restitution. I'll try over here where I got some people that can read, write, and do arithmetic. Come on, 915. Say, say when I solve the riddle, I get restitution. Everything that has been wasted, lost or stolen from my rolling stones. Second half, pay me back. Every ounce of confidence, you're about to be paid back. Every ounce of joy, you're about to be paid back. Every loss of finance, you're about to be paid back. Every emotional pain, you're about to be paid back. Every time you couldn't rest well, you're about to be paid back. Every time you wouldn't go forward, you're about to be paid back. Every opportunity you miss, you're about to be paid back. If you believe it, put a praise behind it, right? I found you. 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 I found you, and you owe me seven times. Let's count your second half. One, count it. Two, count it. Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven means completion. Seven means shalom. Nothing missing. 
nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well, and I'm glad about it. And I'm glad about it. Can you go to seven people and touch them on the shoulder and say restitution, restitution. Online, tag somebody. Restitution, 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 restitution. Pay me what you owe me. And you owe me every missed opportunity. And you owe me every missed opportunity. And you owe me every missed moment. And you owe me some property. And you owe me some properties. And you owe me some buildings. And you owe And you owe me some automobiles. And you owe me some business deals. Somebody say, I need my restitution. Say, pay up, devil. Say, give me what you owe me. Give me what you owe me. Bible says, we got to go. If you catch him, if you catch him, if you catch him, if you catch him, somebody said, I caught it. There's been stones rolled onto you. And this whole time, you've been trying this, trying this, trying that. And God is like, but this is spiritual. This is spiritual. Natural means cannot fix spiritual problems. He says, if you find this, all you got to do is make your demand request. Sevenfold. Count it with me one more time because I need, watch me, I need you to count where you at today. Because you were owed seven times by. You ready? We're going to count it. You ready? Let's count one more time. One. Count with me. 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 And your name's about to be brought up because you're about to get restitution. And the contract's about to be renegotiated. And he's going to turn that heart to you because you're about to get restitution. I know I've had you touch your neighbor, but please touch one more on the shoulder and say you're due restitution. And it's being paid in the second half. And it's being paid in the second half. And it's being paid in the second half. I gotta go. I gotta go. Found it. Found it. You've been rolling on me, but I'm about to put my foot on you. You've been rolling on me, but I'm about to be the interruption to you. You've been rolling on me, but baby, I'm about to roll on you. You've been dictating to me. I'm about to reverse, reverse, and dictate to you. You've been blocking me, but I'm about We got to go. We got to go. Say it again. Say restitution. You're in this experience because I'm out of time.
If you're in this experience and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ on campus or online, or number two, you've given your life to him, but you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment to recommit yourself to the Lord. Say recommitment and restitution. If either one of those is you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, wherever you're at, in the building and online, in the building, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji. Just say, it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, God's coming to get somebody today. Two, God's coming to get somebody today. Three, if that's you, slip that hand up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say, it's me. Everybody, pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. If I fall, let me get back up. If a stone tries to roll on me, let me roll that up off of me. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord. I just need you to text the word decision to the phone number on the screen, 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.